Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. I'm up on Ben Buckler. I've walked the beach. I've hobbled up here with my big tired legs and phew, it's freezing. <laughs> One minute I'm on the beach with my t-shirt off, walking along in the soft sand, struggling with perspiration. Next minute I'm up here in the cold, cold, uh, southerly, I think, south southeasterly wind and uh, the, there's uh, white caps all over the ocean so we know it's above 20 knots out there it's not so windy not so strong here but it'll get stronger i think looking up above me uh, there are thunder clouds big black thunder clouds ready to dump their load they won't be dumping it here i think they'll be probably dumping it nor more north than bondi at the moment but uh, they're having an effect on the wind of course and everything affects everything and you know that already i don't need to tell you that everything affects everything there's cause and effect we are the cause of our life absolutely we are the cause what we think we what we think about we bring about we are the cause and what we react to we attract and that's a really important thing for you to understand that if you think that getting pissed off with somebody or judging them or being critical of somebody or getting annoyed or stressed or anxiety, if you think that's going to make the thing that you are getting anxious about or grumpy about, if you think you got, that's going to make it go away, I, th I think it would be good time, probably now is as good a time as any, to go back to the concept of being of strength. Do you want to live your life or do you want to live a reactive life reacting to stuff that isn't yours for the rest of your life? It's, um, you know, I've been doing personal mastery work, all sorts of Qigong and karate and judo and yoga and meditation and Zen and healing and uh, Reiki practice and all the all the things under the sun and try to understand the essence of personal mastery and the and i would say if i was to distill everything that i've learned in 45 years of wandering the earth trying to fix things that aren't broken and trying to uh, change the change the world without changing what people think which was the first 20 wasted years of my uh my existence just trying to change the, the world and not measuring it really in how I change people's hearts or minds. I would say my summary of all of it, of what is strength for a human being, and the answer would be, you ready for it? Non-reaction. So if I wake in the morning and I know what I want, the only thing that will stop me getting what I want is reacting to something that I don't want. Reacting to something that I don't want, if I don't want noise or I don't want bad neighbor or I don't want uh, my computer to fail or I don't want the phone service to go down or I don't want something, then as soon as I don't want, as soon as I want something, I will automatically have a don't want, won't I? And that's the hard part about this whole conversation is that as soon as you get your shit together and as soon as you suddenly realize you want things in this life, you want a happy family, you want your kids to go to school, you want enough money to pay the bills, you want 
uh, a good health. You want your you know, health program to prevent any major calamities in your life. You want your babies to grow up happy. You, you want a whole lot of things. But as soon as you do that, you automatically give birth to a whole lot of don't wants, which primarily is the opposite, but not always. Primarily, it's the uh, uh, disrupt anything that disrupts you getting what you want. But the habit of don't want can become embedded so deeply in our core that we can actually be don't wanting things and not necessarily be linking them to what we do want. We might don't want um, an angry boss. We won't think for a minute that that is going to prevent us getting what we want we won't necessarily have a correlation between our don't wants and our wants. And so understanding the aspect of ourselves that reacts to stuff, reacts to obese people or reacts to our own body when it's not uh, trim, taut and terrific, reacts to uh, uh, um, uh, 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 violence um, and yet we don't necessarily say, I want peace. We will simply say, I want to get a pay rise or I want to have a happy home or I want to do something but at the end of the day the don't wants and the wants are linked because manifestation or causing something to happen taking responsibility for being the cause of the effect that you want in your life it 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 it, it basically comes down to understanding a what you want what you want to cause so what you want to be the cause of what you want as the effect of your behavior and knowing uh, what in some ways what you what will cause that to fail and that's what you don't want you don't want to fail you don't want to not get the effect you want out of life you, you, you might want happiness but what will stop happiness all all the questions of don't want and what will block you getting what you want these questions are so critical because as I said earlier they're habitual and so sometimes we're reacting to things that have no damn uh, instantaneously obvious effect on getting what we want. And yet somewhere back in the subbrain, somewhere back in our subconscious brain, we've linked them. Now, I think this is absolutely key, absolutely key, absolutely 100% key to leadership because every reaction we have sabotages our power every reaction whether it's a positive or a negative reaction every reaction sabotages our power it makes us weak why because it brings us up into our head into our emotions where we argue for or against something with our with our brain with our mind and takes us out of our body which is where our strength and where our grounded core is where confidence comes from so every time we talk, you can pretty well predict we're making it worse. And um, every emotion is a bipolar statement about something. So every time we say great, wonderful, good, happy, up, or every time we say down, bad, sad, every time we do one of those two things, we disempower ourselves because it takes us up into our head with emotion. When I propose to people that detachment is a really healthy state of mind, which is ambivalence, they get very uh, anxious, very nervous, because we get a sense of identity by our reactions. 
So whether we react positively or negatively something, we think we are what we think. And so in order to have an identity in the world, to be a celebrity or to be a legend at our lunchbox, to be someone we want to be, to be identified as us, me, this thing, we talk. And in that talk, we polarize things to make the talk engaging for others. But it isn't always the smartest thing to do. Most people who've become famous are expressing what you're repressing. So let's say you go and watch Birds of Tokyo or you watch a, a, a great band on stage. That band is putting out on stage what you would love to put out on stage. They're expressing what you're repressing. And it's possible even that you could do it just as good a job if you put your mind to it. But you don't. And so you live, we live vicariously through actors and vicariously through movie stars. The, the uh, Apple TV show Life, which is not the one of pl about plants, but it's the one about the uh, detective who went to jail for 12 years and uh, uh, learnt Zen. I love watching that show because I live vicariously in a way through many of the characters in the show. And it gives you a chance to express what you repress. Of course, if you spend your whole life expressing what you repress through others, uh, you'll end up sitting on a cushion uh, and in not in a very healthy state of life. And so there's a taming of this animal that wants to live vicariously through others. The most common vicarious state, which is very disempowering, is to try to live vicariously through a partner. I have fallen into this, I've been uh, a, a culprit of this many times in my life, meeting pretty amazing people and partnering with them because they have a quality that I admire in them, which is basically saying I don't admire it in myself. They, I, I, it's basically saying if they're clever or amazing or famous or uh, successful, it's basically saying I want to live my success through their success, through their beauty, through their thing, through their kindness, through their wisdom. And this went on for uh, 10 or 15 years up until I was in the early 30s when I suddenly came to realize that everything that I'd ever wanted in, in, in a, another person as a partner already had in me and it transformed the way I related to people instantaneously because it stopped me reacting to them. You see, when you have a partner who's, for example, beautiful and you don't think you're beautiful, you're very attached to their beauty because you're saying, please remain beautiful because that's why I'm with you. I want to live through your beauty. But all of a sudden they wake up one morning and they've got drool coming out their mouth. They fart. Uh, they're grumpy, their ex-partner's on the phone giving them the shits, they're worried about money. All of a sudden, all this stuff starts to turbulate and suddenly you're praying, you're, getting, you're reacting to all that because you want to keep them in a state that you can vicariously live through, which is a polarized state of either beauty or cleverness or kindness or compassion or whatever it is that's made you attract to that person in the first place. And of course, there's nothing more ridiculous when you think about it that we don't recognize something in ourselves and therefore we attach to it in other people. For example, going to work. 
we could go to work calm, collected and collaborative with ourselves and not necessarily be, a, be addicted to collaborating with others uh, and then let them choose to be collaborative. There's nothing more uh, re repulsive than a person who needs everybody to collaborate with them because they, they're not in collaboration with themselves. They they're, not, not a, they're not comfortable with themselves. They're arguing with themselves all the time, questioning themselves, doubting themselves, insecure about themselves, uh, not confident in themselves. So they try to get, live that through the confidence of a collaborative team, liking them, approving them, uh, uh, producing stuff. And I think this is, this is all very, it can get all very convoluted. Simplistically, we say, the ultimate art is non-reaction. If you react to something, it means you're living vicariously through it. You want it, you're attached to it, or you want what it's preventing. So you're reacting to it because you think it's stopping you getting something you want, which is, again, living vicariously through it. The greatest recognition we have at the end of the day is that every human has every trait. And if every human has every trait, everything you could ever look for in another person, you've got, and has every trait, you, you actually come to the realization, which is a, a stunning one, that the greatest power you'll ever have is recognizing that every human has every trait and therefore you have every trait. That's powerful. This is Chris. You have a great day. Bye for now.